Well, hey, everyone. Hope you've had a great break and start to the 2024 new year. Um, we don't have a guest today. I just want to share something with you that has been on my mind the last couple weeks and hope it will be helpful to you. And that is the idea of habits. Um, and before we get started on that, I want to give you a couple updates on the gathering, what's coming up this spring. First off, uh, if you don't know me, my name's Alex Fisher. Um, I get the opportunity of being the college pastor at the gathering and at the River Community Church. And uh, we're coming into the spring semester really strong. If you're looking for a place to plug in uh, with other 18 to 25-year-olds here in Putnam County, Tennessee, please come check us out. Um, we say that the gathering is a place of worship and community and mission. We want to be a place that fosters biblical worship and intentional biblical community. And our mission is really just to make disciples who make disciples, whether that's here locally in Cookville or even around the world. That's what we're passionate about. So if you want more info on that, really the easiest way to get information is to head over to our Instagram at the gathering TN over on Insta and just shoot us a DM. Um, or we always post updates over there too. You can just check those out. So yeah, it's gonna be a great semester. I would encourage you get involved, uh, join a small group to see what's going on here. God is really moving in big ways. Well, one of my favorite books is this book called walk with me by a guy named Bill Mowry. And he says in this book, there's just one little line, um, that has really stuck with me, and he says, Habits are the convictional grooves of our lives. Habits are the convictional grooves of our lives. Now, what does he mean by that? He means that our actions show what it is we truly believe and who it is we are truly becoming. Now, about this time every year, uh, people start talking about New Year's resolutions, what they want to do, um, what they're what they're going to accomplish this year, and honestly, I want to stay very far away from that part of the conversation. And I just want to ask you this question, just something to think about: If you were to change nothing about your life today, as in your habits and your rhythms were to stay the same, who would you become in the next decade? What about the next two decades? And is that a person that you want to become? Now, that's a deep question. I know it can seem a bit overwhelming, but let's just break it down a little bit. I think oftentimes in our lives, uh, we think that our lives are made up of these big decisions on where you choose to go to college, who you choose to marry, what job you choose. And of course, those are big things that have major consequences in our lives. But honestly, the habits that you and I have in our lives are what actually cultivate who it is that we become. The little decisions day in and day out are the things that actually cultivate who it is we become. So I want you to consider in different areas of your life, um, if nothing were to change in how you work, are you becoming a worker that you want to be in 10 years? When it comes to your finances, if you were to continue the same spending and budgeting habits and generosity habits, does that cultivate a person that you want to become in the next 10 years? What about on a more important level in the spiritual sense? Is your current walk with God going to cultivate the walk you want with Him in the next 10 years? Um, something I've thought about a lot is we look at some of these great uh, heroes of the faith from the last you know, 2,000 years of church history. 
Uh, Martin Luther was famously quoted saying one time that he had so much to do in a day, he had to spend at least three hours in prayer. And I look at a guy like that, and I'm like, man, if I have so much to do in a day, I don't know if I would think about that, think about it that way, that I'd have to spend that much more time in prayer. And I'm like, man, how did he get to that point in his walk with God? And the answer is, he cultivated that over a lifetime of walking with God. His habits and rhythms and practices of his life are what got him to that point. And so we look at someone who's got this amazing walk with the Lord, and it's like, did they get some sort of spiritual juju sauce that we don't have? And the answer is no. The answer is, they had the habits formed that would cultivate a walk with God. And so in the spiritual sense, with your current Bible reading, your prayer life, um, your fasting, your obedience to God, is this going to cultivate the spiritual life that you want to see, that you believe God has for you in the next 10 years? What about from a community standpoint? Are, are you investing in your small group or in your church in a way that's going to help you become the church member or the small group member that you know God has called you to be in the next 10 years? Now, I know a lot of this can feel super heavy, but I think it's a reality check for a lot of us that we have these grandiose ideas about who we're going to be in the next 5 to 10 to 20 years, but if we don't stop and take an audit of the habits that are happening in our life right now, we will never become those people. So consider these different areas of your life. If nothing were to change in those areas, are you becoming who you want to become? Now, I think many times we focus on audacious New Year's resolutions, and really what I'm asking you to do, and what I'm doing myself, is honestly not focusing on a New Year's resolution or a massive goal that I'm going to set for myself this year. But there is this health around just asking, okay, my habits, how, how am I actually living my life habitually right now. And Paul even picks up on this idea of habits um, in Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm just going to read this for you. This is Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. Paul says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness." Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So Paul is hitting on a huge deal here, and that is as believers in Christ, we are called to put off the old self, that's the old man, the, the BC, the before Christ, and to put on the new self. But what's interesting here is do you notice what Paul focuses on? 
he focuses on this idea that we all have these old sinful habits and that the solution to get rid of those once you have turned to Christ is to replace them with a new and better habit. He says instead of stealing, labor and earn the things that you have. Instead of talking badly and corrupting people with your words, build up. You see, the bad and sinful habits we have need to be replaced with a new one. It's interesting here, isn't it, that Paul emphasizes the things that we practice, the things that we do, and it's because of this fact, that you will never think your way into faithfulness with God. You have to practice it. We will never be able to intellectually force ourselves into holiness. It's a practice. It's a habit. It's something that we live out in our lives each day. Now, some of you are already thinking, I can maybe hear it now, that this whole conversation about habits is stupid, or it's too hard, or it's a waste of time, or maybe it's too heavy. And I came across this quote that I think sums up why I wanted to bring this to your attention. And it says this, rethinking your habits is not a heavy burden. What's heavy is to continue to do nothing. What's burdensome is to continue to follow default cultural habits. But taking the hand of God and being willing to follow him wherever he leads, that's light. So here's what I want you to think about as we just kind of wrap this up here. Um, What is a habit or two that you can choose to begin cultivating in your life? Because, friends, here's the reality. You and I are being formed by something. You and I can choose to be formed by God and His Word, the Holy Spirit, or we can choose to be formed by the world. And if we want to be formed by God and His Word, there is going to have to be an internal resistance against the habits that we have grown into because of the world that we live in. There's going to be resistance that we must have to form new, holy, biblical habits. So maybe for you, a new habit you want to start bringing into your life is to maybe read the Bible in the morning. But let's think about even that idea, because that's a a common thing people will say around the New Year's resolution talk, oh, my goal this year is to read my Bible this morning. Well, what actually goes into that? What habits do you need to form around that to cultivate that practice? Maybe a habit is you're not reading the Bible in the morning because you're staying up till 2 a.m. watching TikTok or Instagram Reels or binging Netflix. Maybe you need to set a bedtime, and that's the habit. And if you go to bed every night by 10 or 11, you'll have no problem getting up at 6 or 7 to read your Bible. So think about it that way. What habits even can you form? Uh, James Clear in the book Atomic Habits talks about those things as micro habits that you can put in around your life that cultivate the actual habit you're wanting to put in place. Um, So what's a habit you can do? Maybe it's reading your Bible. What kind of things do you need to do to make sure that happens? Maybe it's praying for a friend that you know who doesn't yet know Jesus, and you want to make a commitment to pray for that person consistently. What things do you need to put around there? What reminders do you need to put in your life to make sure you're praying for that person? Either way, you are being formed into somebody. So either you and I can take stock of the habits that we have in our life and ask the question, do they bring us closer to Jesus or not? Um, Or we can simply lean back and just get formed by the world which will not result in becoming the person you want to be. We're all becoming somebody. The habits we choose to live our lives by are forming us into somebody. Is that the person that you want to become?